Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. But my mom always told me when the Lord starts blessing, the devil starts messing. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Why the from Studio C? Hey, senor. Hello. You, you know what it is? A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And on a little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the NBA. The National Basketball Association, because they're in mid-playoff form. Oh, it's so exciting. If if LeBron James can win his third title with a different (laughs) team, which nobody's ever done. (laughs) Playoffs are called off, at least temporarily, maybe permanently. Pretty stunning move yesterday. And then uh, how many baseball teams decided not to play yesterday? It was several games. I'm not sure exactly how many. I was all excited about Dodgers Giants. Didn't happen. I was aware of three, but there may have been more. Yeah, that's the number I heard too. Bada! Wrap it up! Yeah, big finish! Woohoo! Bump. There you go. Yeah, you can woohoo all you want. America's crumbling. Crumbling, I tell you. Crazy times. There's no doubt about it. Let's see. Yeah, so I was following the a lot of it based on completely fictional media narratives too, which is you know obviously a big part of the story. Yeah. Not completely fictional. And then if you distorted, li- and then if you live in certain parts of the country, you're, the only thing you're thinking about is, gee, it's windy and rainy. Is my house going to blow away? Where'd this right. water come from? Yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully the hurricane is not quite the horror that some said it might be. Glad to Nasty see the we- nonetheless. I mean, Glad to see the Weather Channel still sending out reporters to report from the eye of the hurricane, it seems. Yeah. We don't have drones that can do this now? <laughs> it's not as dramatic. Or you can just tell me it's a hurricane and I can imagine what it looks I'll like. I'll believe you. Yeah, I'll believe you. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority. I like watching people stand there getting whipped by the wind. <laughs> I think it's exciting. So, um, it's a pretty big deal that the NBA decided to halt their playoffs. I mean, it'd be one thing to halt their season, like, you know, a regular season uh, Major League Baseball game. Still still a fairly big deal that mm-hmm. they decided not to play. True enough. But uh, in the middle of your playoffs, that's 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 really extraordinary. And that's only happened uh, two other times. After the Rodney King riots, the NBA uh, took a day off, and then after um, MLK was assassinated, they took a little break. Uh, neither of those in the midst of playoffs, I don't believe. Um. But I have a feeling this break is going to be longer, and uh, there were some rumblings that uh, LeBron, he, he stood up and walked out of the meeting last night, and some people got up and walked out with him, and that he wants to just call off the rest of the season, which would be a heck of a thing. I don't, I don't know exactly what their play is, what they, what they feel like is going to happen. I think if they cancel the rest of the season, you just won't hear from them. Right. Well, I, yeah, and uh, I, and a lot of people will not make the money they were going to make. Uh, as far as entertainment, I think people just watch something else. So, right. Yeah, I I believe LeBron believes he's doing the right thing. Well, no and doubt. in the right way, no doubt. It's not. Uh, he's sincere. He's oh, misguided. Yeah. I think he's ill informed. 
Um, but where this ends is difficult to say. Uh, I actually have statistics on, you know, to what extent people are engaged in this whole argument. And it's, uh, the numbers are, uh, they're substantial. Yeah. But they're nowhere near everybody. Oh, yeah, we can, we can get into that and we should get into that. But, um, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out what, if I'm LeBron, what do I think happens today, tomorrow, next week if we cancel the, I mean, what are we accomplishing? I, I would guess he would say everybody's going to have to pay attention now and understand that police I, are gunning down black people all over America. I think they're overemphasizing how much people need their sport. Yeah, probably. I think it'll just go, especially given the fact that it's been gone for so many months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you just I think I think you have more of a platform if you're playing every night and doing the post game conference and saying something. I think they're on the radio and TV every single day with what you said after the playoff game as opposed to if the season just goes away. Mm-hmm. I, I think you have more of a platform with the season happening, but I don't know. Well, they I must not think so. Yeah, I I think they are far too confident in how permanent their particular TV show is in America's consciousness. I think they're abusing their privilege, but it's absolutely their right. I mean, like I said, I think they're misguided, but I'm not mad about it. I just won't watch. Um, Our text line, I'd be interested to hear what the peeps think about that, is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to get started. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? I'm doing pretty good, but I'm making a list here of everything that has happened in 2020. Oh. And it's just amazing. We have a pandemic. we got America shut down. We have rioting in the streets. Sports would get shut down, resume without fans, then close again. And now a hurricane hitting. Reasons. Yeah, and then we have voting by mail. All of this within, like, you know, the last few months. Leaving out the impeachment to start the year, which is, you know, only happened three times in our nation's history. Yeah, Michael, what kind of list I'm are you sorry. running over there? Your list sucks. Boo. You got it. You got it. You're all right, though, about the NBA. If you'd have told me they're going to they're going to end the season in March, I'd have thought there's no way there's nothing that could happen that would lead that to. Here's the catch. They're going to start again in July. Okay, but then they're going to stop again for political reasons after having stopped for medical reasons before. I think what kind of world would be going on where that would happen? Somebody is day drinking. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? But that is. Exactly what has happened. Yep. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing well. I uh, I believe that we as a nation still kind of underappreciate the the outside agitators, uh, particularly via social media and, and the effect they have on our conversation as a nation. There were two phrases in particular that kind of jumped out last night that I saw some people uh, talk about. And if you do, you know, on Twitter, you can do a phrase search and it'll just show you Tweets that contain those specific words. I didn't know that. Do you put it in in quotes or how do you Uh, do that? Yeah, yeah. You can do quotes and then it'll only have the exact words in that order. Or if you just do the individual words, you can just kind of get a hodgepodge of of stuff like that. You young hipsters, you're good at your tech. (laughs) Uh, So one in particular was in response. This is all in response to the the NBA calling the games off. Uh, Seals the deal. I am no longer. And Joe, I'll just show you the scrolling of all the, the accounts. With that exact same phrasing. And there's no way that you come up with that on your no, own. That's... Including people who are saying, uh, that oh, seals the deal. I'm no longer a Raptors fan. I've been a season ticket holder since 1979. The Raptors didn't exist in 1979. And so they... They, they, they were planning ahead. They, they target them based on various teams and uh-huh. whoever they're tweeting at. Uh, the other one was... Uh, 
uh, I'm done with the NBA. It's turned into a far left something, something, something. Uh-huh. And and similar thing. You you see the page and there's just the hundreds of accounts just copy pasting well, this exact same response. Well, first of all, uh, what you said about people don't appreciate this. This is exactly what you know various people in uh, the intelligence agencies and the federal government have been saying the last several weeks. We we are not up to speed with understanding how much they do this. Secondly, if 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 Putin didn't jump into the middle of this one. Oh, he's, he's not doing his job. Right. He's too busy pushing doctors out of windows if he doesn't <laughs> jump into the middle of this whole NBA thing. And, you know, we ought to figure out what the, the hot phrase on the other side of it is, too. Right. Because he's absolutely promoting the hell out of that as well. Yeah, that the seals the deal. I mean, there's just that. Yeah, that's that's not that common an expression. I mean, come on. That's weird. Yeah. And perfectly predictable and believable. Mm. You know, once it's pointed out. Well, this completes the negotiations. I'm out of the NBA, too. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, August 27th, year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here it comes at Mark. And for me, I think the biggest thing now is to kind of, as a black man, as a former player, I think it's best for me to support the players and just not be here tonight. And figure out what happens after that. Yeah, I, I just don't feel quick to do that. And I respect that. So that's the very popular NBA show with uh, Shaq and Charles and uh, Kenny Smith. And uh, Kenny Smith walked off the set with Charles and Shaq sitting there. We're kind of looking, what are we doing now? <laughs> no boy. <laughs> uh, but they stayed. So uh, that's part of the whole NBA thing, which we'll talk more about. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. It is uh, much like the national landscape, a tad heated. A little warm. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. I know. Where it stops, nobody knows. Yeah, we got to play some more of uh, LeBron James' comments and see if, you know, you agree with them or not or see where it's all going. You know, maybe we ought to, uh, we could touch on that Jason Whitlock column. We talked about it yeah. quite late in the show. I read the whole thing uh, last night. Entitled it's, it's, LeBron James is a bigot. It's pretty good. Jason Whitlock, a black man, who mm-hmm. disagrees quite a bit with LeBron. Also raised by a single mom. They're similar in that way. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, all that on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I also woke up with a tummy ache. What am I, eight years old? Who wakes up with a tummy ache? Sorry to hear that. I did eat a giant root beer float right before I went to bed. Sure. Probably that, unrelated. I think that. <laughs> it's either that or the vid. I feel like it may play a role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Correlation, causation, hard to tell. Exactly. As an older man, I would uh, be afraid of uh, frequent nighttime interruptions of sleeping. I can't because our one bathroom's out of commission because we're waiting for an insurance claims adjuster to decide something. Yeah. So then it'd be too far to walk across the house. So (laughs) So do you just let it go? Yeah, I just wet the bed. No, I hold it. (laughs) (laughs) You you can only hold it so long, then you can't sleep. (laughs) Start dreaming of rivers and such. (laughs) Mailbag. Um, yeah, mm, e, mm, mm. 
You know, I'm trying to decide on the freedom-loving quote of the day from the fabulous uh, Milton Friedman. Um, you know, we might have to go with the classic, which we've gone with before. The society that puts equality before freedom will end up with neither. The society that puts freedom before equality will end up with great measures of both. But not perfect, you see. Uh, oh, no, of course not. No. Um, yeah, that'll do for now. Uh, let's see. Moving into the correspondence proper. Oh, uh, I'm in a uh, something of a Twitter argument with an NBC uh, sports reporter, L.A., uh, who uh, grossly mischaracterized what is going on at the Republican convention for the purpose of whipping up racial hatred in this country. Mm. I challenged her on it. She has responded. We will uh, discuss. Okay. Now or later? But later. Okay. A little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Mark writes the left. Speech is violence. Violence is speech. CNN actually had one of those uh, labels, those chirons, uh, I think it was last night. Mostly peaceful but fiery protest continues. And it's the reporter in front of a building that's completely engulfed in flame. Are they trolling us now? Is that supposed to be funny? I don't know. Maybe they're that unself-aware. Let's see. And on the uh, subject of speech is violence, which we discussed yesterday, a, a bizarre and dangerous notion. Uh, uh, Al Anonymous writes, um, and he has a, a longer version of this, but said, guys, in short, emotional thinking slash decision making is a self-righteous practice. When decisions are made using feelings instead of critical thought, the decisions become part of the identity of the emotional decision maker. Any disagreement with the decision isn't an attack on an idea, but an attack on the person. We've all been there. Their ideas and identity are one in the same. An attack or disagreement with an idea is the same as attacking the person. Words are violence. That is more or less the, the, the logical chain of reasoning, huh. or lack of reasoning. That's a pretty good explanation right there. Yeah, well done there, Al. Uh, how about Rick? Oh, I was talking about asynchronous classes. My daughter, my college student, who's paying full tuition, has some asynchronous classes where... The lecture's posted online, you see the reading assignment, you do it, you do the work, you turn it in, you get a grade. There's no class really being held, even online, and yet we're paying full tuition. Sort of thing is free all over the place. Khan Academy, uh, the, the Green uh, Brothers there, all sorts of places, but paying full tuition. Anyway, Rick writes, your comment about asynchronous classes reminded me of a scene from the movie Real Genius with Val Kilmer. The movie takes that, place... That, that didn't happen to me. What now? None of your stories reminded me of a Val Kilmer movie yesterday. Really? Yeah. Well, it's your lack of uh, insight or something. I Perhaps. Don't, I've never seen this movie, but... The movie takes place at a college, one, and in one class there's a montage of the students as more and more of them leave tape recorders on their desks so they can just record the professor's lecture with actually, without actually showing up. At the end of the montage, you see the professor's desk where he has now placed a tape recorder of his lecture, which the students' tape recorders are recording. Who knew how prescient that scene would be? God help us. <laughs> I watch Thanks, lecture, I watch lectures on YouTube all the time, and I regularly think, like after watching an hour and a half or listening to it, really, hour and a half lecture on something that I'm interested in, I think, boy, all those people in the classroom paid for that. Well, you I should just got it for free. Send in $30,000. <laughs> you should. Uh, oh, I forgot to say, you can email us anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Agree, disagree, you see something we ought to be talking about, send along the link or whatever. Like, if you read a classic book and you're interested in it, on YouTube you can find a hundred of the top professors in America giving a lecture about it, about mm. what it meant, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. 
or movie or anything like that. Who has the time? <laughs> it's uh, Here's a note from Jim talking about the silence is violence, the people being bullied in restaurants, terrorized oh. in restaurants by militant activists who forced them to raise a fist or endure the consequences. Did that come up at the RNC last night? Like we said, Not I would have I run that video several times. It was uh, that uh, it was referred to obliquely, just the unrest, the violence yeah. in cities and stuff like that, but they didn't go with it. Uh, I thought you had a great idea, but uh, Jim in OKC, Oklahoma City, says, I'm not sure what the gun regulations are in Washington, D.C., but you can bet in Oklahoma more than half of those restaurant customers are armed. Yeah. Well, and this is, Tucker Carlson was talking about this last night, and this is what the kid that shot the people that's being charged with murder and everything like that. What did you think was going to happen if you don't have police on the scene, whether you defund the police or police just stay back from these riot situations? Right. At some point, the, the other side, rightly or wrongly, is going to decide, you know, I, I get a say in this too. Right. And, uh, you know, they will do it rightly or wrongly. It's possible to do the right thing in the wrong way. Sure. Which this kid, we can't have kids out there making adult decisions. It was just a terrible thing. But, yeah, the idea that, let's see, they're beating us down, burning our homes and businesses, and we just have to let it happen. Uh-uh. People are not going to consent to that. No way. Maybe in the cities they do, but not in the rest of America. Not off the coasts they won't. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, this particular LeBron James quote, I don't know if I hadn't heard this or forgotten it. LeBron said after the game the other night, you have no idea how that cop that day left the house. You don't know if he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You don't know if he had an argument at home with his significant other. You don't know if one of his kids said something to him and he left the house steaming. Or maybe he just left the house saying that today is going to be the end for one of these black people. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It just hurts. He's completely irrational. Promoting the idea that there are the regularly white cops that get up in the morning and think, I'm going to end the day, I'm going to end the life of a black person today. That's a dangerous thought to put out there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron strikes me as uh, his verbiage is exactly the same as the Russian trolls on that side of the argument, trying to whip up as much hatred, anger, and fear as, as humanly possible. Not talking about this particular shooting, but just in general. I believe that the, the the possibility that if you work in a black neighborhood all the time and deal with criminals all the time, that you could get to the point subconsciously where you're quicker to go to force than you would be with a white person. I absolutely yes. can believe that. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that there's a rash of, it's a regular occurrence of white cops getting up in the morning consciously thinking, I'm going to end a black man's life today. I don't believe that's happening. Yeah. And LeBron just, saying that's happening is just really not good. It's as if he's intentionally trying to cause as much hate, anger, and fear as possible. I don't think he is. I think he believes that. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. You know, um, and I hate to jump to the punchline in the middle of the uh, setup, but one of the worst aspects of all the violence, which is perpetrated mostly by neo-Marxists, who are trying to tear down capitalism, trying to tear down the United States. 
they grab the energy of the uh, the protesters who actually believe there's an issue in our society needs to be solved. Um, and there absolutely are issues that need to be solved or certainly improved. Uh, but the Marxists are driving a lot of this, but a lot of people are ignoring it because it's inconvenient to the narrative. And what's really unfortunate about that is we ought to be having an intelligent, reasonable, measured, that's kind of redundant, um, discussion about policing in America. It ought to be an ongoing conversation. Uh, better training for the cops. Getting rid of the 20% of cops who probably shouldn't be cops. Um, you know, making sure de-escalation is well known. Having, having you know, constant coming together of uh, the police departments and, and the community activists. Do away with this ridiculous system we've got where if you get fired for being a bad cop, you go to a... a, a a, a police station nearby and get a job there. Yeah, in that some states. That happens all yep. the time. Yeah. God, it's just terrible. Yeah, so uh, anyway, there ought to be a great conversation going on about policing, but instead we have uh, fevered half-truths being shouted at each other. For instance, I was all excited about a little West Coast baseball last night, the Dodgers and Giants, ancient rivalry. And, uh, and it was canceled. The players decided not to play. And I had DVR'd it. I was watching the convention. I flipped to the beginning to see what they said about the cancellation, whatever. I was just curious. And what was going on was NBC Sports is running this show called, I think, Sports and Race or, or, or something like that. Um, and the, uh, the, the hostess of it was one Kelly Johnson of NBC Sports 5 in L.A. And she said, and I quote, the Republican National Convention is going right. I'm sorry. Slow down. The Republican National Convention is going on right now as we speak, and there has been talk that racism does not exist in America. And I said, who said that, Kelly Johnson? When, specifically, are you insane? Do you want cities to burn? We're waiting. I also said these race baiters are insidious and dishonest. I should mention she was explaining how conservatives care nothing about black America and how racism racism is on the march. Really? Still waiting. She replied... Um, you know what? I printed it out. She said, Nikki Haley specifically said, America is not a racist country. Watch it. Then tell me I'm wrong. Well, we're running into a couple things here, and I am going to respond to Kelly as long as she took the time to respond to us. Uh, I despise angry Twitter wars, and it won't be that because I'm not going to waste my life doing that. But what she's missing, and, and you see this a lot with sportscasters, they have a child's understanding of complex issues in society. They just know what they're supposed to say. Kelly, what Nikki was talking about was this insane, inaccurate notion that America was founded on racism. It was founded to perpetuate racism. The free market is only a tool to perpetuate white supremacy and that America is at its core a racist nation. That's very different from saying that there is no racism. That's an idiotic... Nobody would say that. Nobody would ever say that. So what you did was answer a fairly subtle, complex argument about history and the the utter inaccuracies of the 1619 Project and the idiocies of white uh, fragility and all that stuff. You answered that with a... You said there's no racism. Again, nobody would say that. But, and and listen, LeBron James and folks, that's all they hear. 
that incredibly oversimplified, overamplified uh, rhetoric. And then we end up where we are. Yeah, it's, I don't know uh, what to do about it. The, the voice of reason either. doesn't stand a great chance against the howling mob. It's it's troubling where we're going. So uh, we should get into that 17-year-old that was arrested and charged with murder. Um, part of the whole Kenosha protesting shooting thing. But uh, there there are a lot more people that are going to be on the streets with guns than ever have been before. And a lot more people with guns. Five million people. Five million new gun owners. The beginning of this year. All-time record. Yeah. I mean... People that already own guns, buying guns, is a regular thing. People deciding to become gun owners for the first time, that's not that common. Five million people. We just got this text. I live in a pretty safe part of Colorado Springs. My wife and I are going to get our concealed carry permits this weekend. Mm. Um, uh, just want to be prepared. There's going to be a lot more people with guns, a lot more people feeling like they need guns, which is a certain state of mind. Um, and I don't blame you for thinking that. Right. Things are getting crazy, but, uh, you know, we're, well... The point being, we're just we're we're still going a bad direction. We yes. haven't reversed field yet. Yes, the pendulum has not swung uh, back the other way. Has not stopped. I would agree. So, in case you're just waking up, you're unaware of it. The NBA playoffs were uh, stopped last night. The players wouldn't play. A number of Major League Baseball games were discontinued. Got your classic Wildcat strike happening. The WNBA, uh, apparently, which was playing, um, <laughs> oh, has uh, not decided not to play. And there's some discussion among uh, the NBA guys of just end the playoffs was as there, a protest. Was there a demand of some sort or just a, just a gesture? I'm not it's trying a demonstration. To be, yeah, I'm not trying to be critical here. I'm just wondering if there was a demand and I didn't hear it. They have said they want ownership to take more action. Uh, and. and and that that was the only kind of demand that was okay. quote unquote demand put out there. But I do think that there is an element of bubble fatigue. We're entering three months away from our family, and we want to go home and be with our community. Yeah, everybody is t- more tense yeah. and a little quicker on the trigger. No, no, unfortunate pun intended. Um, all across America, I am. My friends are. My kids are. Oh, yeah. Our family definitely is. It's, yeah. It's insane. And everybody I've talked to. But, and and uh, if you stick me in a hotel for weeks, you know, I, they've made comments about, we're not going to come out and entertain you. We don't feel like it. Yeah. I sympathize. I think they're misguided in a lot of what they believe, but uh, then don't. It's fine. <laughs> of course, the NBA has been dead to me for a while, but... um. It will be interesting to see how the owners respond to this. There is so much no, money in a, they're involved. They're in a pickle. They are in a in a pickle. I just the the problem with all this is a what I said before. We're not having the really important conversation that we ought to be having. Do you remember when there was some momentum? <clears throat> you had government officials. You had citizens. You were t- the, the people, the families of mentally ill people. Everybody was agreeing. The cops are not the front line to deal with the mentally ill. And cops were saying, we agree with you 100%. And there was some real momentum toward, let's figure out a better way to do this. And it's all getting derailed. The other unfortunate part of this is because I think so many of your, either your young Marxists in the streets or LeBron James, they're so misguided when they don't get the result they're looking for. It's like they're doing a chemistry experiment, but they got one of the chemicals completely wrong. They're not going to get the result they're looking for, and they'll be angry, and they won't understand why it, it didn't you know, come out the way it should. It, mm. We'll be hitting on this in various <clears throat> angles throughout the show, I'd imagine, including, we haven't done this one much, 
Uh, the actual shooting, uh, after George Floyd, we got a fair number of uh, current uh, police officers and former weighing in. Um, I'd like to hear from you if you've watched that video. From what you know, and again, you just more videos always come out, different angles, that sort of thing. But if you're a law enforcement, what was your what was your first reaction when you saw that? Uh, text, the original line. shooting of the uh, the guy by the cops, yeah, as opposed to the Kenosha shooting, right? Okay, right, yeah. yeah the, what'd you think? The of guy that? getting in his car, being shot from behind, etc. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC four one five two nine five KFTC. Because I'm always interested in what law enforcement thinks about that. Yeah, well, we've actually gotten a couple emails on that topic. I could probably get, dig them up. Uh, a lot of cops who've seen it are not impressed by the effectiveness of the uh, the fellas there. Mm. They they there were several missteps and just sloppiness and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I'd like to hear from cops. Yeah, if if you want to text, do it. If you want to email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We always keep everybody anonymous, especially in these fevered times. So the police officer that shot the guy, and look, uh, he's not dead. Um, he's in the hospital, may not walk again, although I don't know. His lawyer is a is a, a showboater, so um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope he walks again. But um, Well, and he's gotten fabulously wealthy suing you know municipalities over this sort of thing. His, his lawyer has? The Benjamin lawyer, Trump, yeah. yeah he's... Uh, He's he's a high flyer. The um the cop who shot the dude getting in the car, um, unarmed in the back, which is accurate, but you know can be misleading. Those statements. Um, uh, he, his name and picture are out now. Where is he? That's got to be a rough situation. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's he's hiding. Um, Oof. There, were, I have heard reports that a the cops told the guy repeatedly drop the knife, and b. They're saying there was a knife on the floorboard of the uh, the van, and that's why uh, the cop shot him to keep him from getting to the knife. But you know, I wasn't there. I don't know. That uh, what bothers me is that's not being reported uh, very. It just it gets in the way of the narrative. It gets in the way of the excitement. Gets in the way of the clicks. We we have a society that is being fashioned to a large extent by desperation for clicks. It's amazing. By news organizations. All these things coming together, amplifying each other. They have all the responsibility of a horny 18-year-old boy. They, they they have no morals. They have no sense of responsibility for you know what they wreak. Uh, this is not a good way. This is not a good way to run a society. No, it's not. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're old enough to have been in the business of reporting on what's happening in the world for a long time. And there was a great seriousness about getting it right it was a it was ethics damn near to the point of religion in america's newsrooms the idea of getting a story wrong or being prejudiced or or uh, sensational or something like that people would be mortified they'd be so embarrassed they couldn't show up to work the next day if they were guilty of that well new york times headline from last night is what it is today uh pence rewrites history in vice presidential speech Okay, just in your headline, opinion right off the bat. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Fair enough. I'm going to read that story, expecting to get, you know, an idea of what happened. Fantastic. Um, uh, some economic news came out. It's Thursday. That happens always on Thursday. Is it good or bad? We'll hit that, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Show. 
Evie Ruthin, and today I would like to welcome you all to my Guinness World Record attempt. The record I'm trying to break is called Most Rubik's Cubes Solved with One Hand While Hula Hooping. The previous record is 25 cubes, but my goal is to break that record. She started at 10.04 a.m. and she almost hula hooping and doing the Rubik's Cubes for 50 minutes and 34 seconds. That's amazing, eh? Past world record was 25. The current new Guinness World Record is 30. <laughs> a smattering of applause. What did she do? Solving Rubik's Cubes with one hand while hula hooping. Oh, that record. Yes. Yeah. She crushed it. <laughs> From 25 to 30? Good luck passing that. Yeah, she uh, she actually has some sort of disability where uh, her one hand uh, doesn't work quite well. well and so she gives her an advantage. That gives her an advantage. Well, wow. It's an unfair advantage. Well, there you go. A label this section of the podcast, Jack yells at a uh, disabled girl. She has an unfair advantage. I've never so, solved one Rubik's Cube with both hands. Um, I've tried to learn. I can't. I use, I've spent so many hours of my life on that. I, I'd, lo- I'd love to know the total number of hours I've spent on Rubik's Cubes, because they, they, they hit when I had a long school bus ride to and from school, and everybody was sitting on the school bus doing Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, it was hours like today with cell phones, spent. but it was staring at the Rubik's Cube. Um so, but so if immediately somebody does the same thing she just did on one foot, is that a different record? I know it's ridiculous. Yes, Jack, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Our Guinness Book of World Records uh, correspondent. It's Thursday, so the unemployment claims numbers come in, and ta-da! I'm sure they're delightful. They fell slightly, but still at a million. Durr. And uh, historically just insanely high, and uh, so that's where we are on that. And as always, I must point out, that's new filings. Yeah. That's not the number of people on unemployment. Good gracious. So some good news and some weird news, uh, confusing news, on the whole COVID thing, uh, testing anyway. Um, there's a new... Um, Test available, $5 rapid COVID-19 test from Abbott Labs that got FDA approval finally, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah, I was reading about this. Um, it sounds like a, a, a boon to, uh, you know, getting a handle on this thing. And they're going to have billions of them ready by early October, I think? Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a super fast test, and it's pretty accurate. It's a 15-minute test, which is nice, so you know, in 15 minutes... They're found to have a sensitivity of 90. Do you mean they jab the swab up your cranium for 15 minutes? And they hold it for 15 and they, minutes. And you just have to weep and cry and while, beg for mercy. While you scream for okay. a quarter of an hour. Barbaric! No, it delivers the results in 15 minutes, and as the, it turns out. The sensitivity is 97%. What's the specificity? The specificity is 98%. So <laughs> what's the difference of those? Means. I don't know what that means. I don't either. know either. It sounds good, though. It's in the high 90s. <laughs> they, right. Is this golf or basketball? Very Are we trying strong. to get high numbers or low numbers? This is bowling, so that's terrible. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Abbott Labs. you got to put out a press release for simpletons. But then, so on the other story that we talked about, I guess it was yesterday, on the cutting back on the number of tests nationwide, that everybody seemed to be a little confused as to why we're doing that, the CDC updated its coronavirus testing guideline early in the week to say people who have been in close contact with somebody but remain asymptomatic do not need a test. Uh, And everybody said, what? And nobody knows exactly why. Then Dr. Fauci told CNN yesterday that the decision to change the testing was made during a coronavirus task force meeting that he missed due to surgery. So he wasn't there. And then he's concerned that the new recommendations will give people the incorrect assumption that asymptomatic spread is not of great concern. But so he didn't have an explanation for why it's happening either. 
That's a little confusing to me. Yeah, listen, I don't know who you are or which way you swing politically, but the CDC strikes me as a little floundering. I mean, their whole, we got plenty of tests, don't worry about it. Their tests were no good, and just now this, what what are you doing and why? I don't know, and then they make that decision why Dr. Fauci is uh, uh, unconscious getting some uh, something done to him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. I, I assume the, uh, the, the the truth will come out. At some Hopefully point. these Abbott labs get ramped up and available to people and we don't need to rely on the CDC for our testing, I think is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But I tell you what. I'm if, worried about the specificity rate being in the, the 98 percentile. You can't it seems even a, say it. Neither little, can I. It seems a little, <laughs> if it was, specificity. If it was a there little it higher, I'd be happier. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all would. Clearly. We, we all, all want the same thing, Jack. More specificity. <laughs> So, uh, Joe Biden finally made a statement yesterday about the violence. You, you know, if Trump wins, if the Republicans have a good election, it is going to be one decision to not even bring up the freaking violence in cities across the country one time, not even mention it during a week of conventioning. History will show that was a huge mistake. I'm mentioning it now. Well, Biden Watch mentioned it me. yesterday, and we'll get into that coming up. Watch me. Armstrong and Getty.